Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. City Life Church, welcome to Pastor Hanson Metal as he comes. Good morning. And thank you very much for this privilege to share the word of God with you. I have my spiritual dad here. I went to a conference in 1985, and I saw this big man from America. And he was preaching and jumping all over the place. And by the time the conference was over, I took a decision, because they said they were going to have a Bible school. So I took a decision that um, I need to learn more about God. So for two years, I sat under his teaching. And at the end of the two years, I decided um, I'm going to agree with God, and I'm going to just move into the harvest field and do the best that I can by the help of the Holy Spirit. And this is how far he has brought me. I'm very grateful for his life. I thank his wife, Lou, for what she has done in his life. And I'm so blessed and privileged to be part of uh, City Life Church. I'm part of this family. My wife said I should send her greetings. She wished she were here with us. But there is so much work to do. School is in session. And while I'm away, she's the one who is um, in charge there. This morning, I want to just show you some few pictures where we are right now. We are very grateful for your support. It has really taken us to where we are right now as the ministry, and we are very grateful. Now, we have an orphanage, and we have a school. I want to give you a few shots of the school. The name of the school is Joy Hill School. This is the school choir, and uh, we have a scout, and this is the scout performing on their graduation. When they graduate to um, senior secondary school from junior secondary school, they celebrate. And um, here they dramatize what is going to happen in hell to those who reject Jesus. <laughs> and this is our cadet core, the school at the background. It's our senior graduating class for this year. And they have a taekwondo group in the school. This is our staff. And, um, when they are graduating from KG to primary. Now these ones are moving up to senior secondary school. And this is our nursery. It's our beginner's class. It's our senior class. It's a school building by itself. This is our um, ICT lab, computer lab. And this is our book library. It's named after uh, the Bishop Lilos. And this is our science lab. Now, since I've been here, that's our science um, tutor there. He passed away while I was here. So they just called to tell me. So this is just a few shots of what we are doing by the grace of God.
I now want to go to the word that God has given me for this house. And I want us to just say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We count ourselves so blessed and privileged to be called your children and to enjoy all the rights of the kingdom. That because of us, sinners saved by grace, angels will be on guard, protecting and watching over us. Let your word for this house, this day, come under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let every heart and every soul be open that will leave this place well-watered, energized, ignited, empowered to do all that you have called us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I'm speaking on the topic, blessings, burdens, and borders. Blessings, burdens. Am I clear? Blessings, burdens, and borders. I have heard since I've been here, um, sometimes I watch the news about the American president talking about building a wall between America and Mexico. Well, I'm not into the politics of it, but God gave me some insight, a spiritual parallel about building walls. Why would he build a wall? Well, I learned to block illegal immigrants. We need a wall in our lives to block illegal stuff from polluting and diluting the blessing that God has placed on our lives. And this is the word that God has given me for this church. Every one of us is on that blessing. We are so blessed. Sometimes we can take for granted this grace in which we stand. But you need to be at the other side of the fence to really appreciate what God has done for us, with us, and is doing through us. I've talked to a lot of people, some in prison, some using drugs. And sometimes I've seen genuine desire, genuine desire to break free. But they keep going back to prison, they keep going back to drugs. And sometimes I ask myself, what makes me better than this person? The only difference is grace. So whether God puts money in my pocket or not, that's not the starting point. Whether God gives me a job or not, that is not the starting point. The starting point is the grace in which I stand. And we cannot afford to take this grace for granted. Amen? Amen? This morning, the Spirit of the Lord is just calling our attention to certain things. Your family is a blessing. 
your health, no matter how fragile, is a blessing. The ability to see and hear is a blessing. The songwriter says, count your blessing, name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. I went to the school of the blind. I began with the school of the deaf, young people, between the ages of 14 and 20. And when I got to the school of the deaf, and I had some food, stuff to take to them, I went to the principal, we made an appointment already, and he said, well, your students are ready for you. So he called them, and they were running towards me, and then I started saying, hi, hi. And they were looking at me. And the principal tapped me and said, Pastor, you forget they can't hear you? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So how do I communicate? Because I don't know the sign language. He said, you say what you want to say. I do the interpretation for you with the sign language. Beloved, my heart was broken when I left there. The principal said to me, he said, you know what? When these young people go to town, sometimes people harass them. Not deliberately, but probably he may be passing somewhere. He shouldn't pass. So you stand there and say, hey, don't pass there. And he's still going. And you don't know why. So you interpret it to mean he's stubborn. It's rude. But the reality is that he cannot hear you. What makes me better than that person? You carry some blessing. And exactly because of that blessing, a burden is placed on you. We are saved to serve. We are not saved to seek. (laughs) But this is the problem. Instead of being selfless, we thrive on selfishness. Yeah. It's all about me. Let me go a little race before I continue. Why is it that all of a sudden our minds are on him, they, and us? Yeah. And I prayed and the Lord said, I'll show you something. He did not begin, begin today. Yeah. The problem is the heart of man. Miriam and Aaron said, why should Moses marry a different race? And you come to the New Testament, and the the, the Bible says the Grecian Jews. You see, it's happening again. The problem is the problem of the heart. So when the heart is open to the spirit of God, possibilities manifest without effort. Because at that point you realize this thing is not by might, it's not by power, it's by grace. Yeah. Yeah. Blessings, burdens, and bodies. Let me read from 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. I'm reading the verses 14 and 15 and 19. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as you, in your ignorance, but as 
He who called you is holy. You also be holy in all your conduct. So the blessing places a burden. (laughs) To be like he is. You cannot say, well, uh, this is the way I am. And no. Out of your original conception, this is the way you are. You are. But that is why the Holy Ghost conceived you again. (laughs) And a new person was born. So you cannot use your physical, natural birth any longer as a point of reference. Something has changed. And if you are not experiencing that change, the problem is that you haven't changed your mind. Because renewal will only come by the renewing of your mind. (laughs) It's not God's fault. That's a problem. Now if somebody, excuse me to say, say you are a fool. You become if you accept it. You have the right to say what you want to say. But I also have the right to refuse to let it stick. Now, if, like Jesus Christ, this Phoenician woman comes to Jesus and said, my daughter needs your heart. Jesus said, oh no, wrong. What I have is not for dogs. Now, I did a little study on that, and I found that the language Jesus used was not pleasant. And I told myself, oh, if it's you, what would you have done? Well, I would have gone home, offended. <laughs> Look what he said to me. I made a trip all the way to go to him for prayer, and he called me dog. I'm out of here. Yeah. But if you go out of here, who loses? Right. Yeah. God is still on the throne. Right. Changes nothing. Yeah. But the woman said, Well, if that is the way you define me, sir, I know one thing. That when you, when the masters eat from the table, some of the bread falls to the ground. And the dogs eat the bread. Now, if that bread contains vitamin A, master gets A, the dog gets A. So drop it for me. And Jesus said, wow, never seen such faith. Wow, you shocked me. I'm here to tell somebody, the Holy Ghost is waiting for you. To come that low and say, God, you know what? It doesn't look like things are going the way I planned it. It's hurting. And I don't like to hurt. It's hurting. But this one thing I know. You are faithful. You understand what I don't understand. You see what I don't see. I hand over to you. And whatever you want to use my life to do, the burden that you place upon my life, I'm going to run with it. And when you surrender and come to that place, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed what God can do through you. 
is the God of the impossible. Now, let me share with you seven borders that God gave me to give to this house to protect the blessing. Border number one, the integrity border. Did I say it good? Integrity. Joseph suffered so much persecution. He had an opportunity one time to take his destiny into his own hands. It was an open door. His master's wife said, I give you my body. Joseph said no. There were options. He knew that walking away would be an embarrassment and it would come with consequences, not pleasant ones. But he also knew that he carried some blessings. The Bible said he was the reason for the blessings that manifested in his master's house. That's what the scripture said. It said his master's house was blessed. Genesis 39, 5 to 9. Because of him. He had a burden to manifest the purity and nature of the God who has placed that blessing upon his life. He must create a border around the blessing. And that border demands integrity. Now he was faced with a choice. He made a good choice. He ran. And I always tell my young people, 2 Timothy 2, 22, you cannot afford to forget. 2, 2, 2, 2. two. There is a time when you don't pray, you run. <laughs> if you pray when you must run, you go down. When we, met, we meet in heaven, check from something. Something thought, because of the anointing, he could sleep soundly on Delilah's thigh and wake up still anointed. He got it wrong. The border of integrity. Whatever we do, as people of God, we must have integrity. Border number two is the border of prayer. I think, I think too many Christians are complaining when we should be praying. Our mood is being controlled by the politicians. And for whatever reason, by the grace of God, I've traveled to some places. And whether in my country or outside of my country, whether in Africa or wherever I go, I see that unconsciously we have so much hope in the politician than in God. And I fear because the heart of the king is in the hands of my God. If you want to tend the king, go to the king of kings. And Lord complain there. We are not doing that most of the time. So we have opened the floodgates for unnecessary anxiety, worry, and we are so beaten down yeah, yeah. by the things we hear. Somebody, um, we're talking on the East Coast, somebody told me, I don't want to watch the television because everything on the television is bad news. And I said, well, 
I am a trained journalist. And in my training, we are taught something. We were taught something. That when a dog bites a man, don't write it. It's not news. But when a man bites a dog, great news. So if you go to the television with the mindset that you are going to hear some good news, you got it wrong. The good news is here. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, beloved, we need to create borders. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. And don't get tired. Just pray. You don't, need to, you don't always need a formal um, altar to go and pray. Behind your wheels, you can pray. Anywhere you are, just, he's there. Closer than you can think. He hindrances. So I tell God, I don't understand. I said, God, I'm so, I, I'm so hurt. Why, why did you allow this to happen when I was away? He hasn't told me nothing. <laughs> I have to keep moving on. He's wiser than me. He's stronger than me. One time he told me something. He said, there's nothing you have that belongs to you. Including your wife and daughter. And I was like, she's my wife. I said, no. Everything you have has been loaned to you. It belongs to me. Your wife is my property. She has a time frame. She's going to be here. When the time is up, I come and take my thing. There's nothing you can do about it. You are a gift to the world. You belong to me. So in actual fact, you don't have anything that you really own. Yes. Wow. And that is an incentive to pray. At the end of the day, prayer is talking to God about everything. Because everything belongs to him. First Peter 4, 7. But the end of all things is at hand. I'm here to tell somebody, if you are expecting the world to get better, it's not going to get better. Nothing is going to get better. The only thing that is going to be brighter is the church. Nothing else. The political system is not going to get better. Jesus said it. My master said it. He said the end times is going to go from west to west. The love of many will grow cold. It's not going to improve. So when you see hatred and all this bickering and this, I said, well, that's proving something. That the guy I'm following is really God. Because he said it. And if it's not happening, then something must be wrong. Release yourself. Go into prayer. Create the border. Border number three is the border of balance. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. For everything, there is a time and a season. We must have balance. Otherwise, the enemy will take advantage of us. Balance in family life. Balance in relationships. When it is time to rest, stop and rest. Because otherwise you will break down. And when you become weak physically, the enemy will take advantage of you. Your mind will begin to spin out of control. Because there's no balance in your life. Sometimes for us as pastors, that's where we get it wrong. (laughs) We play God. And it's like, 
I must solve every problem. I must. I realized I nearly went to an early grave. And what good would it, would it have done for me to die? Claim me, I'm serving. Everybody needs you. Everybody. And, and I won't put off my phone. And in the middle of the night, people are calling me. And I remember one time somebody called me. I like this example so much. He called me and said, Hell, yeah, what's the problem? It's midnight. Pastor, I can't sleep. I said, sleep. <laughs> you can't sleep, so you're calling me? <laughs> so, remember I talked to my daddy one time and said, no, you don't do that. Put off your phone. When you're tired, go on a vacation. Stop. God will still do his work. Is it not the God who said, if you tell these people to keep quiet, I call the stones to speak? So balance, create balance, borders of balance in your life. And it protects the blessing that God has given you, which includes your family and everything that has to do with you. Border number four. I call this the relationship border. Very, very important for God. For a couple, says in First Peter 3, the verse 1 speaks about why submit to your husband. And let me say that if you go right down, it says submit to each other. So it's not like master-servant right. relationship. <laughs> and verse 7 speaks about the husband. Love your wife. Even as, otherwise your prayer will not go. And so many husbands fast and they don't know that they are on anger strike. They say they are fasting, but they are on anger strike. Because they are not in sync with their wives. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 7, that if you don't honor your wife, you don't take, your prayer is not going to go through. Balance in relationship. Now, I li- I like to read maybe um, a scripture. In Proverbs 12, oh, I wrote it down, 26. It says, the righteous, and every one of us here is righteous by grace through Christ. It says, the righteous should choose his friends carefully. Yes. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. You can't call everybody your friend. Yes. Jesus took a long time before he told the disciples, now you are my friends. <laughs> because I tell you everything. You can't call everybody your friend. Yes. We must be nice to everybody. You are my, we are acquaintances. I'm acquainted with you. But when you talk about friend, somebody who gets into your world. Yes. And so you must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. What impact does people who come around you have on you? Do they lift your faith or they beat you down? If they are weak in their faith, we are supposed to help them. But there are people who have realized you can never help them. By the time I finish talking, he's, he goes back to square one and says, yeah, but my, 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 my issue is different. And it's, he's not prepared to move on. I used to have pastor friends who would come. It was, it was terrible times when we started ministry. And my dad can tell you, oh my goodness, for many times I wanted to go back to my job. 
The people were terrible. <laughs> Finances was terrible. Everything was terrible. And this, my friend, would always come and say, are you sure God called you? The God of your head? Who are all the cattle on the thousand hills? And he was with the Assemblies of God where he had a salary coming in and he had a congregation already set up before he was set in. So it was like, I said, this guy, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. What are you saying? This cannot be God. I may have, uh, maybe out of some emotional something, taking this upon myself. And I always go back to my, go to my wife when he, he waters me down like that and go to my wife and say, honey, you know what? Um, Charles just spoke to me and all he's saying is truth. He's been in ministry before we came into ministry and he's saying, and my wife will go, oh no, oh no, never. We're not going to go back. Uh, Did I make a mistake marrying you? No, I don't think, I don't think this is of God. But see what God has done. Good. This time, when, sometimes when I try to, um, I get excited about what God is doing, and she walked to me and said, in 1986, you wanted to go back to your job. I said, honey, please drop it. <laughs> <laughs> I am born again. <laughs> so we must create borders. Not everybody can be your friend. Border number five, the morality, the morality border. It speaks about, Proverbs 7, 21 to 23, speaks about the, seduc- the seduction of an adulteress. With an enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately, he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till an arrow struck his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know it will cost his life. He did not know it would destroy the borders. Sometimes the green light comes on when we are in situations and circumstances that can push us to do things outside of God's will. But we refuse to see. Every believer has the indwelling Holy Spirit. And his number one assignment is to convict of sin. So when we want to say something or do something, take a decision. That is out of the will of God. It it prompts us. But remember Paul said, quench not the Holy Spirit. When he prompts and you knock him down, he goes, I won't talk again. And it, is, it becomes even more serious when we do not respond with repentance after we've gone down. Yes. The falling is, is not so much the issue, but whether we are ready and willing to say, I blew it. God, I'm sorry. Yes. God, I'm sorry. That is what he's looking for. The prophet went to King Saul. He said, you didn't do the right thing. You were supposed to kill everything. And he said, oh, man, let me, let me explain. Let me explain. 
You know, when I, what I brought, I'm just trying to favor God. So I brought him this sheep. So he won't enjoy. The prophet said, you lose the kingdom. Now compare that to David. David's sin, I mean, if we put it in human terms, was more serious. Seduce somebody's wife, kill the man. The prophet Nathan came in and said, you know what, this is... And David said, oh, we must kill the man. And prophet Nathan said, you are the man. He said, I'm sorry. And immediately God said, that's it. That's it. He never lost the kingdom because he was willing to repent. The blessing continued because in spite of his sin, he was willing to repent. I hope God is speaking to somebody. It doesn't matter what you have said to hurt somebody. It doesn't matter what you have done that you shouldn't have done. It doesn't matter where you are away from God. A simple prayer of repentance will reconnect you. And everything that you have lost is a God of restoration. He will restore. Hallelujah. The word border, number six. And then I'll give you one more, and I'm done. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I love, I use the internet, but I fear the internet. Yeah. The other day I was on the net, trying to read news back home. Then when I, I open, something just pop up. Are you interested in a, say something? About, something about women, um, elderly women who, they're not interested in marriage, but they want any partner. And anybody, it doesn't matter whether you are married or not, if you are interested, open to this site and we'll connect you. I didn't pray. I shut it down. Oh, you are not strong again. You are right. You are right. I'm not strong. I am so weak. I need his strength every day. And every morning my prayer is, Jesus, I need you more than yesterday. I survived yesterday. Today is more dangerous. And I don't build my life on overconfidence. It is good to have confidence. Because the Bible said, be confident, be strong. But there is a thin line between confidence and overconfidence. And if you cross that line, you go down. So how do I guarantee the word? It is word and spirit. The spirit thrives on the word. So I feed the spirit the word. And it takes the word. And Jesus said he will bring into remembrance. So when I put the word there and I confront a situation, a challenge, and I don't even know. God is not going to come from heaven and shout, "Uh, here I am, God, I'm... The indwelling word who is Christ. 
immediately ignited by the Holy Ghost. Begin to speak to my spirit. Because God is spirit. And I relate to God by spirit. And this one is not me. No. I am a spirit. I'm not a body. I'm a spirit. I live in this. A time is coming, I'll drop this. And I'll leave it for some people to do what they want to do with it. And I'll be gone. The real me will be gone. I'm spirit with a soul living in a body. This is my heart. This is not me. So if you identify me with this, you get it wrong. I'm bigger than this. I'm larger than this. I'm connected to the spirit of God. And who he is, I am. Because I am hidden in him. His word is everything. If God says, shut up, I shut up. People have hurt me. I I didn't want to forgive them. And I turn the word and everywhere I turn, it's like, well, (laughs) forgive. And you have to drop it. If you want the relationship to continue, you don't have a choice. You have to forgive. You have to let go. Finally, the Holy Spirit border. Total dependence on the Holy Spirit is key to walking in the blessing and surviving every burden or challenge associated with your blessing. So Jesus went into the temple, into the synagogue. First thing, they gave him the scroll, he opened it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's a blessing. To preach. Assignment. So what does he do? He depended on the spirit throughout his ministry. And before he left the disciples, if you read the last chapter of John, I found something interesting there. The Bible said, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Then after that, he said, go and wait for the Holy Spirit. But he had breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So why does he say, go and wait again for the Holy Spirit? As long as you breathe, you will need a refilling of the Spirit. Every day, you need a refilling of the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is total liberty. The borders are closed. And His glory is revealed. I pray that the good Lord will bless his word into our hearts. And as we go out of here today, we come to accept we are blessed. The blessing imposes on us a burden to be a blessing. Abraham, I'll bless you. I'll make you a blessing. For us not to be hoodwinked or sidetracked by the enemy we need to create borders. May the good Lord bless you. you. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? I want to thank God this moment. I'm taking just about three minutes. And if God has just touched you with a need for prayer, I'm going to pray with you. And I humbly ask you if you desire that touch 
to move forward. Otherwise, we just pray right where we are and I round it up. What a mighty God we serve. Father, there is a wave in this place today. There's a change that is coming. We embrace it. We embrace it. Holy Spirit, we embrace it. We embrace your love. We want to be like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. Heal every emotional wound. Set the captives free. Take away fear, doubt, worry. Every border that is broken down in our lives. Lift it up and bring it back. I want to thank you, my master, my redeemer, my beloved, my savior, my king, for this opportunity to serve your people, the bread of life. I am so grateful. And I trust that the seeds that have been sown today, oh, is going to bring forth fruit, fruit that will last and abide till you come in your glory. Thank you. Beloved, the Lord bless you. His favor be upon you. His glory shine with you. May his presence never leave you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 